Hello, I'm Shane Hartsfield, pastor of Beaver Baptist Church. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. If you have any questions about what it means to follow Christ or questions about our church, direct you to our website, beaverbaptist.com, for our contact information. Weekly, we study exegetically through books of the Bible. And now, join us as we dive into today's passage. Colossians 3, 18-4. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you and to win their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work in it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for his wrong when there is no favor to them. Master, provide your slave with what is right and fair, because you know that you will have a ma- because you know you also have a master in heaven. Let's pray. Father, we need your help in understanding your word and applying your word to our lives. Father, we pray that you would move your spirit, open our spiritual eyes and ears to understand your truth and give us the grace to apply it. Lord, if there are people here who have yet to repent, may you pierce their heart by your Holy Spirit, reveal to them their sinfulness and your goodness. May you grant them faith and repentance today in Jesus' name. In all my years of youth ministry, that's what I used to be, I oftentimes encountered 18-year-olds, something about 18, uh, who would come into my office and complain that their parents treated them like children. And my response, 100% of the time, would be, well, those clothes that you're wearing, who bought those clothes? Of course, the, the answer would always be, well, mom and daddy. Well, whose food do you eat? My, mom and daddy's. Well, who pays your electric bill and your water bill? Mom and daddy. Well, whose house are you living in? Well, mom and daddy. I said, well, what's your, what's your argument? You're a child. So you're not, a, you're not an adult. You want to be treated like an adult, but you're not an adult. You're 18, but what does that mean? That means you can go to prison. It means you can go off to war, but if you're still living under mom and dad's roof, being supported by mom and dad, then you're a child. And when you begin to pay your own bills and take care of yourself and feed yourself, clothe yourself, you have your own place and paying your own rent, then I can call you an adult. And it's okay, you know, we have a transition period in, in, in American culture where they graduate high school, but, you know, they, they're still in college and there's this transition period where we're helping, helping these children become adults. And, uh, and that's fine and it's good, but uh, just don't complain to me about it, okay? And the problem with these 18, 19-year-olds is they have a problem with authority. They're like, I, I just don't like mom and daddy telling me what to do. Tell me when I got to come home and where I can go and how to spend my money. You know, and I understand that, you know, because they're trying to be adults and there's, like I said, there's just a transition period, right? Well, it's a problem with authority. And we all have struggled with that. 
whether we're 18 or some of us even now, right? We have a trouble with authority. And that goes back all the way back to the beginning of time with Adam and Eve. Eve in the garden, what was the, the problem there? Part of that was just a problem with authority. We don't like people telling us what to do. In Chinese culture, we want to be what's called a laobang. That means a boss. And part of that, because if you're a boss, that means there's a good chance you're not poor. In that culture, that's really important. Uh, not being poor, having status, you know, having some status of importance, some, some rank, some position of importance is, is, is key for them. But another issue is we don't like authority. We don't like people telling us what to do. And I would say that was true of most, most of us. We, we really don't like telling people what to do. In fact, some people, they want to be their own boss. And it's good. That, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but one part of being your own boss is nobody tells you what to do. I can write down be the business owner, right? Mr. Mickey, you have your own business. You're the boss. And it's kind of free in some ways, right? Yeah, of course. But for, for all of us, one time or another, we have a trouble with, we have a problem with authority. Positions of authority, you know. Uh, yeah, we want to be our own boss. So nobody's telling us what to do, when to be there, when, to, when we can go home, you know. How much overtime we have to work, right? If you're your own boss, if you want to work overtime, you can work overtime. You don't, you go home. That's great. And some of us, we have the, the blessing of those in authority over us are, are good people. And they're easy to work with, right? But some of us, that's not the case. Some of us have terrible bosses. People who don't know the Lord and they're overbearing. And they're get on our nerves, right? But it all goes back to we don't like being under authority. But the truth of the matter is, whether you have your own, and I'm looking at here and I'm seeing people who are business owners, even though you, you're your own boss, you own your own business, you don't have anybody above you telling you what to do, we're all, whether you're a laborer or you're a boss, we all are under God's authority. And that's one thing that Paul is going to teach us here today. Paul, if you remember, he's admonishing these Colossian believers. Because he's teaching them, don't listen to the false teachers that have infiltrated your ranks. There's people who are there at the church who were saying that they had to trust Jesus plus do something else. They needed this experience. They needed special knowledge. They needed to do certain things in order to be right with God, in order to be made complete. But, but Paul's argument is we're already, if we've trusted in Jesus, Jesus is sufficient. Faith in Him is, is enough. You don't have to do anything else. You just need to trust Jesus. But if we trust Jesus, if we're complete in Jesus, if we're complete in Christ, then we will live a certain way. In fact, he tells us if you're complete in Christ, then what you need to do is you need to set your mind and your heart on things above, on eternal things, on spiritual things, on significant things. And how do you do that? Well, one way you do that is by taking off the old self. It's kind of like this picture. He, he has a, a, Paul used the illustration of taking off old clothes. Well, take off the old self. Put to death the things you used to do. Like what? We talked about that. About greed. Being greedy. Being sexually immoral. Right? Being a liar. Yeah, we don't do those things because we're complete in Christ. But another thing, we don't do certain things because Christians don't do those. We don't practice those vices. But... On the other hand, there's some things that we do do. There's some things we put on. Last week we talked about that. We're compassionate and kind. Right? We're humble. 
we bear with each other. We put up with each other. We forgive each other, right? That's what we do as believers. See, there's some things that Christians do and there's some things that they don't do. Paul's telling these believers, live like a, live like a believer. Live like somebody who's complete in Jesus. And in our text today, Paul, he tells us how to handle three specific relationships in which one person is under authority and another person is, is, is the one who has authority. And there's three different relationships. And he addresses those under the authority first and then those who have authority. And, and first thing, verse 18 and 19, our first one, husband and wives should live like Christians. How we treat one another in the family is really, really important. It's important to the Lord, it's important to Paul. We see it all through Scripture. 1 Timothy 5 8. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Proverbs 21 9. Better live on the corner of a roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Amen? Yeah. He'll be in trouble. He's in trouble. I'll set you up. In choosing elders, leaders of the church, what did Paul say? Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 3, that an elder should manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. And he must do it in such a way that's uh, a manner worthy of full respect. He says, if anyone doesn't know how to handle their own family, how can they lead the church? So how we treat our family is really, really important. And at first, he addresses marriage, the relationship between a husband and a wife. Now, marriage has fallen into disrepute these days, Right? Ken Hughes, he's a pastor I love to, to read and listen to. He gives evidence of that fact. He tells the story of a little girl. She just watched Cinderella. How many of you like Cinderella? It's a great story. Yeah, it's a great story. I'll bring a love. And so this little girl was talking to her neighbor, this lady, uh, live beside her. And she was I just watched Cinderella. She'll tell a story. And and the neighbor wanted to join in on, on the enthusiasm. And the neighbor says, and you know what? I can tell you what happened at the end. They lived happily ever after. And the little girl looked up at her and says, No, they didn't. They got married. <laughs> right? <laughs> Look at verse 18. Our focus, remember, focus. We don't need any elbow jab, body checking. Don't turn to the right or left. You know, do that. Just focus on me. Okay, focus forward. And let's read through this, this text. 18. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Now many see the Bible as outdated and says demeaning to women. But a call to submission here is not acknowledgement that women don't have the same work as men. They're not equal. Or they're lacking in worth. Or they're inferior. In fact, women, you get to you have this uh, ability to carry children and to bear children and from your own body to feed those children. Incredible event that takes place that we, we don't, men can't do. Does that mean we're inferior or not as, we don't have as much work? No. Our function, right? And our roles are just different, right? Uh, but people, they, they don't, they hate this. Not only just, not only outside the church, but inside the church, it's, it's something that, uh, people don't really understand. I mean, think about this, the Trinity. You have the Son who is equal to the Father. Right? Equal in work. But yet, what did the Son do? He left the throne room of heaven. He submitted to the Father. He came, took on flesh, and then He gave up His life. Right? 
And that was in submission to the Father, yet they're equal. They have the same word. But yet the Son is submitted to the Father. And it doesn't mean that you absolutely obey everything either, right? Because what do we do? We, we obey God rather than man. If, if your husband asks you to do something that goes against conscience, well, that may be something you don't need to do. See, submission is a willingness to put yourself under the authority of your husband by helping your husband and following his leadership. You anticipate his desires and you yield to them when possible. That's what submission is. It's not to be a doormat. It's not to be where I don't have a say-so. No, that's not submission. How many of you have seen Little House on the Prairie? Yeah, everybody. Now, who do you feel sorry for on that, on that show? Think about the show. Who do you feel sorry for? Why? The wife? Well, I, I feel sorry for Nels Olsen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Now you're going, oh yeah, yeah, he's the shop owner. Remember the shop owner and his lovely bride? What you remember her name? Harriet. We watched that. In China, we didn't have to watch a lot of TV. Our kids watched a lot of Little House on the Prairie. And uh, they love it. But yeah, Harriet. And how would you describe Harriet? True. Yeah. You know what? We feel sorry for old nails. We do really do. I mean, everybody does. Even my children. They're like, man, I feel, I feel bad for him. Because his wife's so terrible. Why is she so terrible? Because she doesn't submit to her husband. She wants to wear the pants in the family. She wants to use her authority in the home, right? She speaks harshly to him in private and belittles him in public, right? Yeah, she's the. Yeah. I mean, think about women. You are your husband. If you have a husband, you're your husband's trophy. Really are. And when you don't submit to your husband, you try to usurp authority, want to be the leader in the home. And when you speak maliciously against your husband, you speak harshly to him at home and, and maliciously towards him in public, you know what happens to the man? He just wilts in his masculinity. It's just like, so there, uh, it's the worst thing. Husband, husband, they they do they desire for the wives to be submissive, to follow our leadership. Yeah. It's biblical. And you know, wives, men typically they don't fight for position in the home. You know, they want to be the head of the home, and they they typically don't fight for that position, jockey for that position. You know what usually happens? If a, if a man can't be the, the head of the home, then what he'll do is he'll start playing softball four nights a week. That's what happens. And he'll, after work, he'll meet up with the guys and go fishing and then go here and go there. He'll come home about bedtime as often as he can. Men typically don't really fight for that position. Some may, but as a, by and large, they don't fight for that. What do men do? Alright, I'll be somewhere else. That's typically what happens. Is that happened in your home? I, I, I uh, this week as I'm studying, I, I came across an example that I think is helpful. It's like when you see the word submit, it's like when you see a police officer 
somewhere. You know, somewhere they have authority. And you see this police officer, and maybe they come to you and they ask you a question. So what do you do? You don't start mouthing off. No, what do you do? Typically, you just answer their question. There's a submission to their position, right? That's kind of the way it is in marriage. There's a there's a, a, a submission to a, a husband in that way. Not that, oh, I'm a doormat. I don't have a say-so. And that's not true either. My wife, Jenny, she submits to me. But yet we make decisions together. But yet there is a there is a submission on her part where she follows my leadership. And you know what? It makes me want to be home. Because that's the way the Lord has built us and made us. That's the way He's set up the home. Notice it says, as is fitting in the Lord. Now, in Chinese culture, the, the women there, they, they, they're all told everybody's equal. And so there was this constant battle who's being the head of the home. But I would, as I would teach these Chinese sisters about submission, I, I would say it doesn't matter here. It says as fitting to the Lord. It doesn't say depending on your culture. And you know what, ladies? It doesn't, it doesn't say if your husband treats you well. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say, oh, submit your husband if he treats you well. It doesn't say that. It says, submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Your husband not being all he should be is no excuse to not obey the Lord. That's what we see in Scripture. Okay, move on. Verse 19. What about the one in position of the authority, the husbands? It says we should love our wives and not be harsh with them. If you read the parallel account, now we're studying through Colossians, but if you read the Ephesians account, and it's they're parallel, really parallel. Well, they are the, uh, the a lot of the same teaching cause is gives us here we see in, in the book of Ephesians. But it says, "Love your wives as Christ loved the church." And what did Jesus do for the church? He gave Himself up for her. You will add that here. So the. The husband is to care for his wife and gently lead her as she submits to him. And the idea here is to keep loving your wife. I mean, think about it. For those that have been married for some time. I mean, when we got married, there was an affection we, we, we had for our wives, right? We set our affections on our wives, right? We were excited. We got married. But as time goes on, sometimes that affection wanes, right? But it's the, the idea here is to keep loving your wife, to keep doing that. Right? Keep setting your affection on her. And love is not an emotion here, right? It's not a, an attraction, a physical attraction or emotion. It's an action. In Christ, His love for the church is sacrificial, right? So I'll ask us as church family, are we husbands, are we sacrificially loving our wives? And this is really strange teaching here. When this letter was written to the church in, in Colossae, they were never told to love their wives. In fact, wives then were seen kind of more as like property, right? Where your wife really didn't have a lot of rights. So for, for this, this is this is profound for these people. But they're to love them and not to be harsh with them. Um, and just to give you an example, I shared it with the men this morning. I'll share it with you. Yesterday we had to we went to Ripley. Jen and I had to do we had to pick up some furniture. And on the way there, we wasn't expecting to go. She said, oh. Well, by the way, while we're going to Ripley, I saw there's like an estate sale. 
would you like to go? Yeah, what was my response, man? Yes. Well, hang on. There you go. Right? <laughs> no! Who wants to do that, right? If you're a man and you want to do that, Lord bless you. Uh, but I said, no, I really don't want to do that. And she knows she was disappointed because she was just all excited, you know? And I say that to show you first that I have a long way to go in this regard, but also, that's just an example. What, what should I have said? I should have put her interest above my own because, I mean, think about Christ, sacrifice. And I don't say you always have to do that. But in this specific case, I didn't have anything else I had to do. You know, I want to get back and do something, of course. But, no, we, we had time. And I just didn't put her interest above my own. I was thinking, no, I don't know. That's like the last thing on earth I ever want to do. <laughs> and then after we talked through it a little bit, I was like, okay, yeah, we need, we need to go. But I was like, you know, it would have been, it would have been great if I was said, yeah, that's fine. That's what you'll do. Let's go. And instead, I said, not really? I mean, like, matter of fact, that's like the last thing I was And she's like, well, you're no fun. I'm kind of like, well, you know, what's fun? You know? And then she goes, you know, you know, this year I went, I went deer hunting with you, and I didn't really enjoy that. <laughs> right? I like, oh, okay. But no, we ended up going. But, but just, a, just an example, I, if I would have just said, yeah, baby, that'd be great. If that's what you'll do, yeah, that'd be fun. Let's go. That would have been a way I could have loved her, right? Yeah, just a small little, little thing. It's just God's design in the domestic order that women put themselves under the leadership of the man, and the man willingly keeps loving his wife. Well, how do you love your wife, Jen? Real quickly, uh, a couple of things. Give her quality time. That's a huge deal. Men with your wives, the guys that think about getting married, quality time is huge. In our own house, we have date night. Did it, ever since we've been married, we do date night. And since we've been back, crazy schedule, we don't do it every week, but we will as soon as we get kind of in our house and get on the schedule. We have date night. And Jenny says in China, in China we're just so busy. And I'm, I'm, you know, some people are like, they, they, they have a hard time uh, getting something done, working. You know, they're real laid back, laser side. Me, I'm on the work too much, neglect everybody side. And they're both at fault. And so that's my fault. So in China, we'd be really, really busy. And uh, she would just say, look, I know you're busy, you're working, not even nothing, but if I just have one night where you and I, we have somebody, we have a Chinese uh, lady come and she would watch her kid for two hours. Just two hours. She said, I just need two hours where we just went on more. And we usually go get noodles or get something to eat or whatever and walk. And we just, she just wants that time, that's quality time. She gets my undevoted attention. Two hours a week. And she could go and rest. You know, but she knew she had that time. That was so important to her. And so we, we do that. Um, and it, it's, it's helpful. But that's what she needs. But that's one way we can love our lives. Um, second thing that we can do is just to serve our lives. Doing things like taking out the garbage. Running the bathroom cleaner. Watching the kids and letting her go and do whatever when fun things women like to do, right? Yeah, just watching the kids and let them go and do that. I think that's another way. Uh, non-intimate touch, that's a that's pretty big. I kind of hear that in the counseling. Just across the board, just non-intimate touch, you know. Just a hold hand, put your arm on them, that kind of thing. Uh, that's really important for women. And they, they say there's these studies where they ask all these questions about for children, 
about uh, they ask uh, like teenagers about their parents and being physical, and there's like they don't want to go there. They don't want to think about it. It's like what is it? It's a, it's a, a normal, natural, healthy thing. And it's funny in, in China. I would ask my students there. The culture is vastly different. But I'll ask as we're as we're talking a lot about culture in the classroom. I would ask my well, how many of you ever see your parents hold hands? Like one in like a thousand. How many of you ever see your parents kiss? Just kiss. Nobody. It's amazing. The culture is really different. And you say, well, do you happy that? I don't think so. But I don't think it's unhealthy either. Just being affectionate. Non-intimate touch with your spouse. In front of your children. I think it's healthy. Because that's, that's what husband and wife do. Now, they're, they're, do you draw a line somewhere there? Well, of course. But I think it's important. But for, for us men, women, they need that. They crave that. They desire that. That's one way we can love them. The last one is doing inventory. What do you mean by inventory? I think everybody in relationships, we need to do inventory. My children, we need to do inventory. Sometimes I need to talk to Carly and Anna Grace and say, Hey, how are you doing? Is everything okay with us? You know, and we need to do that with with people. Even Jeff and I will do that from time to time. I'll do that. Hey, you know, you're you're leading worship here. You know how we do. You know? um, I think with just relationships in general, you have to do inventory. How are things going with us? But I think with with our spouses, that's really really important. How we do? Is everything okay? And for men, what do you have to do? You make yourself vulnerable because guess what? About 99 times out of 100, it's not going to be okay. I mean, really, think about it. Where does that, where does that ignorant and, and hard-headed, it's really not going to be okay. And it makes us feel a small little thing. But if you do it often, it's not such a big deal. It's not as painful. And that's what I found out. If I do this often, it doesn't build up and it's not as painful. You know? But you say, how, everything okay? How are we doing? And then you have to you sit back and listen. Good listening. You know? Yeah, that's what we do. But that's what that's a, a way to love and keep loving our wives. Because that's they, they need that. More so than us. We're just we're different. But that's what they need. We're gonna conclude here. Conclude here, but uh, we'll finish tonight with this text. But as believers, we're believers, we've we've been given fullness in Christ, we're complete in Christ, we should live a certain way. And in our marriages, there's things that should happen. Women, wives, you should submit to your husbands. Whether your husbands deserve it or not, because that is fitting to the Lord. And husbands, we should love our wives. Keep loving our wives. And I'll, I'll say this in closing. We preach, listen to this phrase, we preach miles, but we grow inches. Did you get that? Mark, we preach miles. This is the way it should be, but we grow inches. And a lot of us, I know wise, we're not where we need to be in, in regard to submission. And some of us are just totally like, I'm not doing that. Well, if that's the case, then you should obey against the Lord. You need to repent, right? But if we're trying, we're just not really there because... Maybe our relationship with our husband is not so good. 
or maybe you're just type A personality, and that's just you were you were you came out of the womb wanting to tell everybody what to do, and that's true of some people. So what do you have to do? You have to you have to deal with that, right? But we are wise. We should be submissive to the in the home to your husband. That's God's design. That's His desire. But husbands, we should love our wives. Christ loves the church. We preach in miles. We grow in inches. We're not where we need to be. I'm not where I need to be. But we, we grow in inches. So, but let's grow. Okay? Let's grow. Thank you for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast if this message has been helpful to you. Again, if you have any questions, go to our website for our contact information, and we'll see you next time.